Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast for games for the Game Pass collection, bringing you three unique perspectives of varying skill range. I'm your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. With me, our moderate gamer who can never get his equipment right. <laughs> hey. Did you forget we're recording and you like had your mic up and so you can vape? <laughs> no, I had my foot. I had it up. Well, I wasn't even recording. I always tried to get us to do a cold opening. And the one time you tried to, I didn't even have my, my recording going in time. And with us, our noob gamer, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we figured we'd do a side quest episode. Yeah, yeah, because I wouldn't call this a boy talk episode because this is an actual, we actually have a mission. Boy talk uh, episodes are uh, pointless. And also, you know, I'm here. <laughs> No, he said boy talks for everyone. Oh, everyone okay. can be part of boy talk list. Doesn't matter. But yeah, I agree with Andrew. This is not a, this is not a boy talk. There is a purpose and a mission. <laughs> but uh, we figured, you know, the the month of May has been kind of disappointing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of games I was looking forward to that didn't quite meet the expectations that I set. I know. When I mean, literally, when me and Keith did the boy talk episode, we were like, "Oh, sweet! The next lineup is going to be stacked. We're going to be having so much fun." And it really has been the case. Uh, and so I've been seeing a lot of like doom and gloom on Twitter of you know nothing's not in Game Pass, everything sucks, blah blah blah. I figured, hey, let's do an episode where we kind of recap some of our favorite games that are still on Game Pass. You know, we may mention some that aren't on Game Pass anymore that you might want to check out. But there are still there's a lot of gems on Game Pass, uh, and also games that I think are worth the money that were originally on Game Pass that. You know, if you're in like a bit of a slump. Yes, definitely. But, you know, we've done over 200 episodes, so we know a lot of you have not listened to our entire back catalog. So we also figured, hey, we could do this episode to kind of help some people out. You know, if you, you know, we mentioned a game here, you can go back to that episode and check it out and listen if you want more information or just download the game yourself and check it out because, you know, heck, Game Pass. Some of our old audio, though. Oh, my Don't God. go back yeah. too far. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mentioned the very first game we played. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. <laughs> Honestly, my audio in the first episode might have been better than some of my current audio because my microphone was working then. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying my content was better. It might not be worse either, but <laughs> my my audio was probably actually better. But uh, you know what? I figured I'd kick this off. I, I just I just actually picked this randomly that I'd go first. But uh, my first game that I highly recommend that I feel like just about anyone should check out. This game has quickly become one of my top 10 favorite games, and that is Frostpunk. Frostpunk, like, I always heard a lot of things about it. You know, I'm a real time, a big real-time strategy fan person, and just Frostpunk just hit on so many levels for me. So Frostpunk is a top-down survival management city builder in a post-apocalyptic frozen world. Well, it's Earth, but Earth has frozen over, and you are one of the few remaining habitats that has a giant heater in the center of your town, and you are trying to just survive the winter. You're trying to manage your people, your food, your wood, your coal, and just trying to get by. The game is brutally hard, but it is brutally fun. <laughs> I, I I was so addicted to that game for the longest time, and I still pick it up every once in a while, because it's one of those games where it's like, Every round you'll probably lose and you kind of suck, but you kind of suck a little less every time you do it. And then not only that, on top of it, the DLC, I got both of the, there's two major DLCs with it and both of them are absolutely fantastic. 
fully worth the price. One of the DLCs plays before when the Earth freezes over and you're a company trying to build the generator before the frost comes. And then the other DLCs, you're playing like another outpost and the gameplay mechanic just completely changes. It is just a blast. If you like Frostpunk, highly recommend the DLC. I thought it would be too hard, but that style of game, it always makes me nervous. I'm like, I don't want to play it. And then I start playing it and it's a bit addictive. So I always, every single time, I'm like, I don't want to play that style of game. And then I, I love it. I remember when I first started playing it, it was actually before we had our daughter. And you were watching me play and you're like, this game looks stupid. This looks stupid. There's and some games that look so boring and, uh, when you're yeah. watching someone play. And I, I watch you play a lot of games. And a lot of times they're like the most fun. Oh, it's it's not a great game to watch because you're just seeing kind of generally white screen because, you know, it's all snowy and it's just like me flipping through menus. But man, playing it is so much fun. Yeah, I don't I I I don't remember details of Frostpunk, but I remember playing it. I remember <laughs> I didn't care for it. Do you remember it's frozen? Yeah, I, I remember that Keith wasn't <laughs> really into ice, it. But that's just I mean, that's standard with me and a lot of. Uh, city survival management type of games. I just, I did not care for it. Uh, yeah, those are usually not your jam. But that's not what we're here for. So you know what, Andrew? I'm not judging your pick. I'm just saying I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Keith. You're next, and I'm going to judge you hard. I swear, Keith. Even if it's just, just as a joke, if you pick Soccer Story for <laughs> any of your picks, I'm like legitimately going to like edit you out. I'm going to edit that out, too. I, I hate that you you at least took my joke away because I wanted to, I wanted to do it just on the joke alone, but no I was I was gonna kick this one off with with a game that I recently went back to one that I think we all loved I know Andrew you did I know I did and I think Liz did as well um, can I guess but I I finally went back and I beat Pentiment which is something that I had planned to do back when we recorded Liz actually she could guess you didn't even let her you just ignored her oh I'm sorry Liz. <laughs> Okay, I know you didn't hear me. I was, I was, I was, I was like, fully I in my zone there. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> I like. Where, where are you going to guess? <laughs> I was gonna guess Ori, or like I feel like Untitled Goose Game might come up at some point. Oh, I, you know, but those I, were my two. I actually was looking at both of those games, and both of them were thoughts that I have. Um, so I don't think you're you're too far off, Liz. But no, Pentiment was a game that when we played it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back and finish this game. I was already towards the end of it. I I was really into it, and I finally did. And I was just, I was so pleasantly just pleased with it, I guess. I don't, I don't think that's how you're supposed to say that. But it was a, it was a game that at the time, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I When I picked it back up, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of things that I didn't fully remember. So it's not just such an in-depth story that you can't, go away from it and come back to it but even if you finish it all in one sitting i think it's like i don't know 12 15 hours something like that if i remember in total but it just what a great story um it's actually a, just a nice relaxing gameplay it, it feels like it's stressful because you have to have those those decisions but there are no there's no wrong decisions it it just all leads to the end and I took a guess as to who the thread puller, the main enemy in the game was back when we recorded Pentiment, and I was right. So just on that alone, I, I feel like there's something special about the game because I, I was right. <laughs> yeah, you're not a story person. This is actually kind of crazy. This is your first pick. A game that is super story heavy 
is your first pick. That's really crazy. I thought for sure you were going to kick this off with a roguelike. I mean, I think it's probably because I just went back so recently and replay or finished it is it's fresh in my mind and i'm sure that plays a, a big into it but I, there's just it's yes it's story driven but it's so engaging and like we talked about the fact of you know how it's so intertwined like not historically accurate in the, in the sense of the story but the world that they've created and then just how everything ties in at the end it's yes i'm not a big story and video games but i love when you get to the end of a movie or a tv show and all of a sudden like things from the first episode the first half of the movie just start making sense and pulling into place and that was what pentiment did and that's the reason why like the story for me was like wow i this was awesome so i would i was if you didn't play it yet go back and play it if you haven't finished it unless you were violent you know like violently against it for some reason finish it it is it is worth the play through yeah, I, I agree with that pick, Keith. I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed Pentiment. Because like I was I was thinking the same thing when I was first playing. I was like, man, I'm gonna get bored with this. You know, twelve hours, it's a lot of talking and dialogue choice. But man, by the end of that, I loved Pentiment. I feel like there's a bunch of games like this coming out though. There's another one that came out on Game Pass, like that begins with Ink or something. Like the the vibe oh, uh, of it. Inkula Inculata. You and were then, trying like, that, Keith. It's a different style of game. It is. It's, it looks like Pentiment. I know, but I mean, like, the, the art style, yeah. though. Like, and then, like, Procession to Calvary, I feel like I would lump into this kind of... Oh, that's one I yeah. didn't even think of. But, yeah, I mean, on that one, too, because that's, it's like, five hours. So while you're at it with Pentiment, maybe go back and get Procession to Calvary out of the way. Calvary? Calvary? Procession to Calvary, I, I think, is off Game Pass. Uh, you're probably right. But, yeah, you're, Liz, you're right. There was, like, a weird stretch of this art style in that in, in Golanati or whatever... That's kind of a neat little game from the little bit I played, but I, I think it needs to come out of game preview first. So more to come, maybe. See, Andrew, you told me the ending, and so I'm kind of like, eh, I don't want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did enjoy it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't finish it. No. Yeah, no, because you're – well, you very rarely finish a game. You always you know get what? to like you the last hour. You always make like, comments like this, and then you're like, you probably finished like one game, and then I list like 10. You're like, okay, okay. Right. I think that's been a shtick we've had. So I want to guess before Liz, you get into your first pick. Okay. So we're doing about four games each. I'm guessing. I have a long list. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing two of these games you actually finished. Well, she didn't finish Graveyard Keeper. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Do you know what? I'm the type of person, if I'm really enjoying a game, sometimes I won't even finish it, and then I'll just go back to the beginning and start playing from the beginning again. No, I'm trying to think how many you can actually beat out of my top four. Oh. Okay, Liz. Because it's weird, because my favorite style of the game, I don't think any of them are in, like, my, you know, top four. Um, But uh, my first one, I think, is on your list, Andrew, and that's Slay the Spire. Yeah. That is a game I actually like. If we do like car trips, or whatever. I'll play it, and it's so addicting. It's like a card. Um, I, don't, I can't describe games. It's a roguelike card RPG. But it's weird because it's a, and again one of those games I saw Andrew playing. I'm like, this looks so boring, and it's it's addicting. It's, it's very one addicting. of my favorite games to just pick up because there's a lot of games that you're know, like, oh, I really want to go back to that. This is a game that I actually do. And it just, it's loads of fun. And I feel like I, I don't win a lot, you know? Yeah. But that is true. I don't think there is an actual definitive ending. So. But this yeah. is not my favorite style of game. 
Uh, there's another one that we played, Monster Train, that I did not like that much compared oh. to this. See, um, I wrote on my list. I figured either you or Keith was going to pick Slay the Spire. So I was like, I'm going to do Monster Train. As yeah, I think this one is far superior. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I just said that to be weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm kind of surprised that this is up there because... I like the story-based games, the yeah. RPGs and yeah. stuff. Yeah, those Your are my favorite genre is surprisingly RPGs. But you know what? I figured at the end I would just go into a little bit of all my favorite of those because, I mean, th- I can't choose between them. They're just too good. They are probably <laughs> above Slay the Spire, but um, yeah, Slay the Spire. Man, and Keith, you, you really like that game too, Oh, right? I love Slay the Spire. I, I, I don't know that I would actually put Monster Hunt her monster train or slay the spire above each other only because i think they excel differently and there's reasons why i like both of them more than you know certain aspects of one versus the other but ultimately i think they're both fantastic like roguelike card games and i would pick them any day for someone to play if they were just looking for something quick and easy to play i don't know why i didn't care for monster train like, I genuinely so would loud. pick Slay the Spire. That's one thing. It is. Is that why? Monster Train is very loud for whatever it's reason. It's so loud. I remember I was complaining about it then, and I was playing it, I don't know, maybe in the last month or so, and holy crap, it's loud. But I remember when we first recorded Slay the Spire, literally for like the last, like the next like three weeks, whenever we recorded, Keith would play Slay the Spire while we're recording. Only one week, and it was when we did Slay the Spire. Uh, okay. Do, I could have swore you did it like I, the week after. I did it one week, and it was while we did Slay the Spire. Do <laughs> not accuse me of things I did not do. Okay. Okay. I also feel like at the end, there's some games that I kind of want to go back to because when we first started the podcast, I wasn't much of a gamer. Like, I played a couple games as a kid, and I played like Stardew Valley with you. But, like, there's some games, like, We Happy Few, that I think I rated higher than you guys. But I'm wondering how I'd feel about that now. Same with Ashen. I loathe Ashen. I still... I was actually thinking about this the other day. I cannot believe that was our first episode was Ashen. What a pick that like, was. That we, I know. Well, uh, actually, technically, our first episode was Sea of Thieves. True. We, we did a mock episode, but it was really bad that we didn't air it. And that's saying um, something and, if you've listened to Ashen. Or really, yeah, any of our Ashen. first episodes. <laughs> And there's also some games, too, that I wouldn't, I don't know if I would replay them, but I wish that I could play them again, not knowing anything that happens. Because, like, for instance, like, Void Bastards was such, like, I, I don't even remember if it's as good as I think it was, like, going back and the Void Bastards about was it. fun. But the ending with the music just was shocking. Like, that. that's something that I really remember and i actually I have like actually, a feeling i can't believe you beat that game yeah you beat it you actually beat it before me i did yeah i remember you were like telling me about it. like oh what you think of the ending i'm like i haven't gotten there yet yeah you were really into void bastards but it's weird that like that that gaming moment like that ending is yeah. like still still in still in my brain <laughs> but yeah so there's some games i wish i could play over but it's not like my top game but that's not on game pass anymore but yeah uh all right but going to my second pick um so i forgot to mention my picks i'm trying to do i'm trying to spit up the genres here so because you know there's a lot of really good games that i really enjoyed on game pass but you know i know and i try to stay away from big like uh big ips that just about everyone knows except for this one 
because I actually still know a lot of people that have not played it, and I think it is an insult. But my next pick, I am picking Titanfall 2. I Titanfall love it. 2, <laughs> the campaign is, I will say, is I can almost say definitively, it is probably the best first-person shooter campaign. It's a short six to eight hours long, and every level is just a ton of fun, very unique, fantastic story, great characters. It is just a blast. If you have not tried Titanfall 2, stop what you're doing and download that game. It is a ton of fun. And I love Apex, Le- Apex Legends. And there was rumor that they were coming out with another Titanfall. One of the characters, Rampart, was supposed to recreate BT, the mech that's in Titanfall 2. And there was going to be a single-player campaign that was supposed to be kind of a resurrection of Titanfall. But it ended up getting scrapped. But that being said, there is still more rumor that Respawn Studio is still might be working on a Titanfall. Because they have said numerous times, we would love to go back to that universe. I hope so. That was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, because Apex Legends is doing very well right now. Right now, it has more players than Call of Duty Warzone on Steam. So Apex is still going very hot. Respawn just finished uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So it's like, okay, you guys, your, your slate is open. Start making Titanfall 3 here. Come on. So I want everyone... Who hasn't played it, play it. If they start seeing numbers on Titanfall 2 again, maybe they'll be like, ah, you know, there's an audience for this. Because, I mean, all EA has for, like, multiplayer, you know, they have the Battle Royale of Apex Legends, and then, you know, they have Battlefield 2042, which is good. I enjoy Battlefield 2042. But they don't have, like, a Call of Duty competitor. That's why they need to resurrect Titanfall. Which Titanfall 2 multiplayer was fantastic. It still is a lot of fun. You know, it's a little janky. The servers aren't super stable. And I think there's a lot of hackers on it. But if you can get into games, Titanfall 2 multiplayer is a lot of fun. So, yes, do yourself a favor, play Titanfall 2. Well, in a lot of ways, Titanfall was ahead of its time, uh, like in a Call of Duty perspective. Because Call of Duty didn't do a lot of the like jumping and wall running and like crazy stuff. It did stuff. after Titanfall. Well, exactly. <laughs> it, but it didn't have that yeah. at the time. So it didn't, it, it wasn't even competing with Call of Duty in a sense there because they were ahead of Call of Duty. Um, but now that now the Call of Duty is all into that type of stuff, like yeah, Titanfall get back in on there, and I, I think there's absolutely. Cause I don't remember the multiplayer much because by the time we played it, it was it was pretty outdated. But that was one that I was looking at as well. It didn't quite hit, I guess, any sort of an honorable mention. But that was it crossed my consideration because I don't I don't remember exactly what the actual um, story was, but I remember it being fun, and I remember that I enjoyed it. So. On that, I, I can't disagree with your pick. Another good one, Andrew. Yeah. The, the time travel level. Everyone knows about the time travel level. It is a super fun mechanic, and it's really cool. Even if you didn't care for the story, listen to the story. Just every level was fun and cool. Yeah, I don't think I did. I just I, I remember genuinely enjoying my time playing it. And so on that alone, then I actually can't say another good pick because your first pick I didn't like. So way to join the club of good picks i was thinking that but i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> i said it and i was like oh wait a minute that's not right his first pick was garbage you were thinking no. of my great pick. exactly that, i was thinking of how we all had made great picks except for andrew up until that point so <laughs> i'm not even gonna say anything frostpunk is so good keith <laughs> Sure. No, I mean, I, I just because it's I, too hard for you. Oh, you people are dying. I don't know how to make people live. Oh, Frostpunk's too hard. I don't know why you're attacking me. All I did was <laughs> I said that I'm not judging you. 
just that you made a bad choice. That's all I said. And you're you're coming at <laughs> me. Like attack on me. I, no, I th- I think you're free to live your life. That's all. <laughs> Whatever. Go. Come on, Keith. What's your next awful pick? So my next awful pick. I I mean I don't think it's uh you know a a, a big hot take by any means. But looking back through the list and games that you probably wouldn't expect from me, Andrew, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's one that I I think personally, because maybe it's just me, I don't think I look at movie games and go, oh, that's going to be good. And I know it's not fully a movie game. It's really more of a comic game. But all in all, I know Guardians of the Galaxy as the movie, not the game. So I associate it as a movie game, and it hit on every level. It was it was funny it was fun the gameplay was interesting the dialogue was fun it was just all around entertaining and i i had a lot of fun with it so yeah i would say if you've never checked out guardians of the galaxy that's one i think is definitely worth revisiting that unfortunately is not on game pass at the moment i know um did you actually see the new guardians i haven't uh, seen the new volume three no i haven't seen the new movie yet man i just watched it and watching that movie, I was sitting there going, God, I really want to play Guardians of the Galaxy right now. Like, it it felt so much like the game. The game felt so much like the movie. Because, you know, the the game is a third-person action, you know, shooter. And it is, it's great team play, like, team banter, great soundtrack. And that's exactly how the movie was. I absolutely loved Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. If you have not seen the movie yet, it's awesome. But, uh, yeah, that is a good pick. Because... There was a couple of moments of fight scenes where I'm just like, oh, this is just like the game. I really want to play that game again. But yeah, I was surprised how much I liked Guardians of the Galaxy as well because it's a very long game, but it was a ton of fun. I feel like it's been a while since we played that. We did the, what was it, the Avengers afterwards. And so gameplay-wise, I'm having trouble remembering Guardians. The Avengers, I don't think I liked as much as the Guardians game. The Guardians game, I remember liking. Yeah, Um, Avengers was supposed to be more of of like a looter-style game, but it was just not well fleshed out yeah but the guardians game was was very story driven that was a decent pick i'll give it to you keith told you but not on game pass uh you fail in that aspect <laughs> well you, you said not all my picks had to be on game pass so well there's one i of them. know for my second pick i picked a multiplayer game that i think is perfect if you have a significant other that isn't really into video games and that is it takes two uh-huh. um i think it's i think it's perfect for uh to play with your significant other i mean the story i mean it's about a, a marriage unraveling but um I, th- I just think andrew and i had so much fun like kind of like pranking each other while playing it and yeah. story-wise graphically i just thought it was great and there are some games that I also like that are multiplayer, like, for instance, Grounded. But I definitely felt like it was a game that was hard to... I didn't, I didn't think I did as well without you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was a bit more difficult. And I think It Takes Two is just the perfect game to play with somebody that um, you want to goof around with, have a good time. and. You say Significant Other. I feel like if, even if you have a, a, a kid, I feel like it could be a good game. It's because it's very forgiving. I think there's a lot of people out there that have a significant other that doesn't really play video games. Yeah. And I definitely think that it's easy to grasp. It's not too difficult. And it has a compelling story. And there's just so many things that I think are good for a newer gamer. Yeah. No, I, I fully agree with that. Because, yeah, it's very easy. And like you said, if you do have a, if you are playing it with a younger person, 
maybe skip some of the story because as Liz said, it, the whole premise of the game is a marriage unraveling. But yeah, it's a very fun co-op puzzle, like third-person game. It's a lot of fun. I was surprised how long it was too. But we did get a list of requests to play the other game from that studio. So we may be visiting that. What's that game? A Way Out. Uh, so let's see. My next pick, Keith, I know will not get mad at because I know he agrees with it. But my next pick, I think you absolutely need to check out Tunic. Tunic is another top-down action RPG that is uh, very similar to the old-style, old-school Zelda. It is a game that I will say is it takes a little bit to warm up with. I played the demo. I remember when I played the demo, I was like, this is boring. I did not care for this game. Even too, so I was like, all right, we're going to play this for the podcast. You know, let's check it out again. And I will say, yeah, the first like hour or two of the game, I was still like, this is kind of boring and tedious. I don't know what's going on. Once I started to piece things together, Tunic was something truly special. It's really, really cool. I absolutely loved the art style, the gameplay, and just the overall puzzle of the game. When you're figuring things out, it is a delight. I I was grinning when I was playing this game. I was having so much fun with it and just like the puzzles that were in it. Absolutely check out Tunic. Like I said, it may take a little bit to warm up to because it's just you may not know what's going on. You're just like, this is very generic. But once you kind of start piecing things together, because it's also pretty difficult. But man, I absolutely love Tunic. This is a game I thought I would like, and I didn't really care for it. I uh, yeah. think it, I might have given it something like in the 70s. I think so. And uh, I, I was really like, I just really thought I would like it. I thought you would too, because you're, you're an adorable, really cute surprised. little fox. The combat to me even seemed a little reminiscent of Stardew Valley, which you're a crazy fan about. So it's like, oh, you know, Liz, you might actually like this. But yeah, you did not care for it. I'm not good with puzzles. Like games like the the Talos Principle. Did I say that right? Yeah, I can't even remember that game. The, I mean, I looked through all the games that uh. we played, so that's why I remembered. But I, there are so many games that, like, I respect the game. I understand people like it. Uh, but it's just not for me. And maybe there's just too many puzzles in Tunic. I don't think there was a crazy amount of puzzles. No, there's right? quite a bit. The whole uh, game that itself might have been is what did it for me. Because, yeah. yeah, Talos Principle, I was like, oh, this is a really cool game, but I'm going to cheat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't I don't think you said it here, but I remember we talked about it on the episode, and it said Tunic was one of the first games in I don't know how long that I have sat down with a pen and paper next to me, yep. and I've, like, taken notes because it's the whole premise of the game builds into basically that you're kind of rebuilding a game manual, like an old-school Nintendo game manual which actually had more than just instructions it had story it had everything and like it's it's such a cool idea and i agree it does take a little bit and i think even i it's it's hard because i don't know how they would kind of tutorial it for you but it would took andrew going hey just try everything like in like I don't remember exactly how you said it to me, but it sort of made the game make so much more sense. And it was at that point where it clicked that I, I kind of fell in love with it as well. So, you know what, Andrew, I'll, I'll give it to you. That's a good pick. I can't disagree with it. You know, you know, what's, you know what's funny too about this episode? Keith, how long did it take you to like come up with your picks like, and prepare for this episode? I mean, I'm still pretty much doing it as we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it within like a minute. Liz over here. Let me see your favorite Liz. Let me show Keith. 
Liz, Liz wrote like a full like thing of like breaking things down. Liz spent hours preparing for this. And I'm still not happy with my list. I feel like it doesn't show like my favorite style of games and like i just i'm so indecisive and like you said i was trying to find like different types of games yeah. and things like that and i just i can't i can't pick i know i love it i like i thought this is going to be something super easy of an episode for us because you know we've we've had a very busy week and i was like you know this would be nice information for our listeners I was like, oh, this will be like something easy, relaxing. And I remember when I first like told you guys like what we're gonna do. You're like, oh man, I gotta go through the list. I gotta figure things out. And yeah, it shows, Liz. You have this whole like I didn't paper re- filled. <laughs> I just like pick four games, four games that you'd really recommend. Because there's just too many good games on yeah. Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be to be honest, I I have Spotify up right now, and I'm I've just been scrolling up and down the list, and from time to time, I've just been tuning out things that you've been saying because I'm like, oh, you know, what did I think of that? Maybe that's that's every week. Well, yeah, but this one this one in particular, like I'm like hardcore tuning you out. Like to be honest, when Liz picked Slay the Spire, <laughs> I didn't actually know until about halfway through when she said Monster Train. I was like, oh, okay, it's all piecing together now. I know where we're at. Um, <laughs> Solid work, Keith. So. You know, I I could have sent you a list of all the I, games that we've played. I think you guys know how committed I am to working hard for this podcast. <laughs> I know, but I have. It's like I'm giving you the answer key for a quiz. <laughs> I mean, it's all just texted to me. All right, Keith, hit us with your third. Well, so this, so I think we're kind of all doing this a little bit. And I, Liz, you were saying, you know, you were kind of saving all of like your your genre favorites for last, and that's kind of what I'm doing a little bit too. Is like I think everyone knows, like, oh, Keith, we'll pick a roguelike. And so I'm just gonna kind of throw a bunch of roguelike stuff at the end and, and kind of kind of lump that all into one. <laughs> so that's that's where I've been doing this. Um, but it's. <laughs> As I've been going through the list, because, you know, that's how I've been doing it, I keep going back to Chorus, because Chorus is another game that, and maybe again, fresh in my memory, but I just didn't expect to like, because I don't care typically for space type of game, like flight, space, it's, I, I kind of get lost in the environment, and... You get lost in space? I do, I get lost in space, Danger Will Robinson, um... I was trying to think of another line from that show. But anyways. Um, <laughs> it's like the only one. Yeah, I think that's the big one. But I just, I I had so much fun with it. Like, yes, the writing is kind of, uh, the storyline kind of, eh. But the gameplay is so much fun. The skills and, and the fighting, it, it just builds and builds on itself. And every, you know, like hour or so you play of it, there's just a new reason to have fun with it again. And I just, like, I, it was another one that after we finished, I didn't beat it, but I still put in probably another, like, three or four hours after we played it because I just, I was enjoying myself and I wanted to keep going. So I, I would highly recommend going back to, to good old chorves, um, especially <laughs> if it's not normally your, uh, like, a style you're, you're into and you're kind of afraid of it because of that. Don't let the space flight aspect of it take you out of it. It's it's so much fun. I'm surprised it's on your list. See, I feel like it was a bit too dark for me, uh, story wise. Am I thinking of the right? Yes, you right could here? not get over the fact that this lady has killed trillions. Of How people. dark it is that you saved the universe. Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> I don't like the way that they went about telling the story. I feel like they 
they said stuff too early and I just it made it difficult to like the character and there were just different things that I wasn't too keen on but I do think gameplay wise for a space game it was actually uh, kind of fun because so, I'm not good with space games yeah. but see I want to put it on my list but I do agree with that Keith it was I was surprised how much fun I was having with it too it was it was just I don't know it was, it was very it was a fun simple arcade kind of space shooter yeah, I definitely wouldn't tell people not to play it. No, and I, I just it's just not. Um, well, and when I I'm think of games that like they push hard on it, like I don't feel like that's been a game that's gotten a lot of like, hey, you know, look at one of these cool games that we've brought to Game Pass. It's you know, Redfall, and I understand that Redfall cost them a lot of money, but <laughs> by golly, you, you you know you're trying to tell me that there's so many good games on Game Pass by giving me Redfall and pushing that in my face. <laughs> Show us more of Chorus give people a reason to play that that's that's what i'm saying they're missing out on on really shining game pass sometimes yeah i i remember when we were like discussing redfall like we were in a party chat like we've discovered like we've done quite a bit of indie games and there's a lot of indie gems in game pass and you were kind of saying they're like you you were thinking that game pass just needs to do that just lean heavier into the indie scene and just like focus more on those games which i do kind of agree with you with because there are some that we've played that are just really good i mean that's why we're kind of doing some of these but liz what about your third pick for my third pick i'm gonna do prey we, I, I was actually thinking about putting this on my list we too. play we played this game towards the beginning yeah right? this was pretty early and i think like towards the end i could be wrong but i started finding it kind of difficult i don't know if i finished it or not you didn't but i think story and gameplay wise i was so excited to play this game it's something that you know you're walking around and you're picking up different things to read and it's actually interesting yeah. and it's like isolating and it's exactly what i thought because we played alien isolation before yep. this and i thought alien was going to have this vibe this is what i wanted and i think that for like a, a horror game like this is this is really good not like necessarily like scary but this this was a game that i i wanted from another game you know it's exactly and i think like i'm not positive but this is a game that was on game pass went away and then came back it's and it's permanently on game pass now because it's uh arcane but it studios. left for a, for a hot minute right? yes because at the time microsoft didn't own arcane studios yeah so this so. is a game i'd actually want to go back and play because it's been a long time and this was towards the beginning of us me of me starting to play games and so i, I wonder if i'd find it as exciting but yeah i definitely was like in that game i i was very surprised i remember i still kind of remember the episode we recorded it of like how much you loved that game and it was it was very surprising to me i remember the thing you mostly hated because you hate it in any game is when you go zero g yes yeah that's that's your biggest bane well, of existence that might have been game. the first game that i did it with possibly yeah and so that was very uncomfortable and yeah i just i want to go back to it i want to play it again because there's so much that i don't remember but i just remember the feeling that i got from it yeah and then Prey is is infamous with us now, too, because that's probably Keith's scariest game he's ever played. <laughs> to this day. I, man, I, w- I, I wish that could have been recorded. But just, I thought you did record the clip. Maybe I have the clip recorded. But it's, it's, but it's not you screaming. Yeah, when you watch the clip, there's <laughs> nothing scary that happens in the clip. But man almighty, I jumped out of my seat when that body fell out of the closet. But what, an, what another really I, great pick, Liz. I just I just want to just take a moment to point out what a great job Liz is doing this week, and what a mediocre <laughs> job that Andrew's doing. 
It really weirds me out when you're just like that nice to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're, you're always nice to me, but I, I, I think just, he's just mad because I told him he can't do soccer story. Because usually we're disagreeing, and so I'm just like waiting for the but. Um, but I do think it's interesting that there's a lot of games that aren't that scary that we think are gonna be scary like you'd think like the resident evil game that we played would be scary it wasn't at all to me but then oh really um grounded like the spiders like there were a couple times where i'm like it starts chasing me or like i dead by daylight wasn't scary but like when you like hear that music oh no i mean it's it's yeah it's it's like uh it's tense yeah it's a game that i do not want to play oh we're gonna play dead by daylight again it's too it's so intense for me like it makes me so uncomfortable but i like watching andrew play it um but yeah you don't really play that game anymore well keith segue here yeah. go ahead keith would, tell her the news would, would it change your opinion if nicholas cage was coming to dead by daylight because he is <laughs> stop he, he it is. he's coming as a playable character that is, that is a nicholas cage is gonna be a playable character dead by daylight i, I think it's a real miss I think it's a real shame that they made him a survivor. He absolutely should have been one of the killers because I just think that would have been so much Because he can't so talk as better. a survivor, right? No, they got the Nicolas Cage's voice mm-hmm. actor. Because you have to be quiet, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's a that's a really good point, actually. Um, but you're making yourself a target if you're like you're Nicolas just Nicholas Cage running around screaming like a maniac. So yeah, all, all the time when he's being chased, he's just screaming. But I feel like there's no one <laughs> the that dislikes Nicholas Cage. I feel like everybody loves Nicholas Cage and like a you know like oh look at that weird bug kind of you know like it's <laughs> look at that like, roadkill kind I, of. I I don't under no it's like I don't understand you and that's why I can't. You know, stop watching. I don't want to touch the roadkill, but I like to look at I'm it. I'm not calling Nicolas Cage gross. I want to say that. But it's one of those things where it's just like, no, what are you? Be. Who are you? I just am I'm excited. I just I just hope it's free DLC. And uh, I mean, I guess even if I, it's I, not, it no, might be worth it, a couple bucks. It definitely will not. Well, yeah, if you're hiring Nicolas Cage, you obviously got to pay for that. I don't know. Either way, it's that's got to be worth checking out. I, I wish you said they were doing I think what him in the movie The Fog or something like that. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I, believe I wish they the, did The Wicker Man and have him say the light of the bees, the bees. Have you? Ever, I have to. I have to look this up real quick. Have you never watched the movie where he is in a like Chuck E. Cheese style restaurant and he's oh, fighting no, all I the seen killer it. robots? That would be another uh, one. Actually, he would be an excellent excellent version because he never speaks in that movie never he never it's like says something wonderland isn't it i think so uh robots nicholas cage robots willie's wonderland willie's wonderland, I, willie's wonderland I, yeah. oh my goodness i can't recommend that movie enough and yeah that is another big miss because that would be another good survivor one he's a survivor in that he survives through the night and yeah the killer could be one of the animatronics yeah and he never says a word so like liz said you, he really doesn't say a single word in the movie no it's incredible not a single word the entire movie it's i gotta check that movie out. man it's oh i i can't i i can't say it enough it's bonkers but it's it it's and it's campy in, in many ways but it's it's actually kind of really good in its own right <laughs> like not even joking it's actually kind of good <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's Dead by Daylight. Uh, Not one of our games, but definitely one we should no. check out again. Yeah. But yeah, Liz, Prey. I also agree that was a very good pick. Definitely check out Prey. Uh, so I was torn on what I'm doing for my fourth one, but 
I figured I'm going to do it anyway. It is a bit more niche, but it's definitely one of the games I think I've spent the most hours in on Game Pass. So I figured I was like, well, I, I figured I got to mention it. We have not done an episode on it, but I'm going with Stellaris. I really, really like Stellaris. It's, you know, I mentioned it a little bit more, uh, a bit when we did the Civilization Six episode. It's a civilization management game, but of course it takes place in space. So you can pick between different races, which have their own perks and disadvantages of like how they kind of govern. And, you know, you could build spaceships and you're going around and you're essentially trying to conquer the galaxy. But the way the game plays, you know, it's procedurally generated every time you're doing it. What I liked about Stellaris more than I liked about Civilization VI is, and when you're playing it, these events kind of happen. Like, sometimes there'll be these wild creatures, and you can have a mission. Do you want to go hunt and exterminate these wild creatures, like, throughout the galaxy? And you essentially start a war with this neutral wild creature, or you can try to research them. And so you'll do these other missions where you're trying to, like, maybe capture them. So, like, the game has these cool kind of story events that happen while you're playing it that kind of dictate and change your choices a little bit and gives you, obviously, perks and maybe or maybe some disadvantages. You know, maybe some other galactic civilizations will hate you from your choices. But the way the game plays and the way it gets to endgame, because there is a very superior, advanced civilization that is on the board that's neutral 90% of the game, but at the end, they decide to just cause mass genocide and kill everyone. So you're essentially trying to prepare yourself for this extinction event and it's just you're just trying to survive as the other civilizations are dying and hopefully you can kind of survive the wave of destruction that's coming i i just i had a ton of fun with stellaris i've put a lot of hours into it i've bought two of the dlcs which essentially just add more story elements to when you're playing which i do recommend even too they add more civilizations to play as anyway so stellaris is a very 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 fun game and you could also play multiplayer and it's unlike Civilization, it's not really a turn-based game, so it flows a bit easier. I will say the big negative, though, with Stellaris, it is, it's very heavy. It's gotten a little bit easier to learn, but overall, though, you're probably going to have to look like a YouTube video up. Or if you're someone like me and you're just okay playing a game and just doing Trial by Fire, if you figure out the mechanics of Stellaris, it's a lot of fun. Even now, I've put tons of hours in that game, and I still kind of suck at it. There's still a lot of times where I'm getting destroyed, and I'm just like... I cannot increase the difficulty on this game. I'm not very good at it, but I love it. Which we didn't end up playing that game. Is it because you didn't think Keith and I would like it? I, yeah, I had a feeling it would be too heavy for you guys. Yeah. I was. I, I, one of these days, I still may pick it for you guys and have you try it out. Because Keith loves Civilization. So I figured, worst case scenario, Keith might enjoy it. I, I remember trying it. I don't know that I gave it ugh, maybe more than an hour, if I'm honest. So I, I can't say that I gave it an honest try, but I did play it for a bit, and I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's very heavy, and that was where I was struggling to play it. Um, I don't know, but I guess if I was forced to, I, I probably would. But I do agree, I love Civilization. I've, I've also yeah. put quite a few hours into that game post-recording. So. Um, so my fourth pick, I, I, I went through... And I I landed on I had it I had it hold on hold on give me a minute now I've forgotten so prepared Keith you know I had it this is quality podcasting here don't you patronize me you know, now I'm all thrown off now I'm should should, should let's just go 
No. No. Liz, thank you for taking this job seriously. Hey, you, thank you. you're slightly above where I am, and I had my answer, and then I got sidetracked. I think Keith needs just post-its. Post-its, probably. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Or you could have your notes up in your in your phone. This is true. That way, like... Because I have to have pen and paper because it's not that I'm, you know, I want to be prepared. It's because I can't remember anything. Yeah. No. So I, there we go. I'm on it now. I'm, I'm back on, I'm back on it because it's another one that you wouldn't have expected me to pick, but I have my reason. And the reason being is because just like all my other ones, really, it surprised me and I stayed away from it for so long. I was afraid of playing it's semi souls like removed and that's Hellblade send you a sacrifice. And that was one that it was one that I was so much more pleasantly surprised with than I thought I was gonna be. I I enjoyed the combat. It actually wasn't overly difficult. The again the story actually kind of surprised me and and how much I didn't I don't think I loved it, but I actually was following along with it. I tend to enjoy kind of mythology and things like that. So being built around a lot of that, I thought it was pretty cool, and I just. I, the, the audio aspects and the way that it plays is, I just, I thought, really cool. And there's a new one coming out. So chances are when that new Hellblade comes out, Senua's Sacrifice is going to go away, I think. Although it's it's a, under, it's no. a Microsoft IP now? Yep. Okay, so I guess maybe it won't. But I know a lot of times the, the originals will go away when the sequel comes out. But um, if that's the case, maybe try to get Senua's Sacrifice for, before it goes away. But otherwise, it's just, I don't know. Try to play it before the new one comes out. Either way, because I think you'll you'll want to play the new one, and it's it'll be a good refresher. I had such mixed feelings of this game. Like I thought that I would enjoy it more, but I just I felt it hard to enjoy it. But not in a way that it was like negative about the game, if that makes sense. But yeah, that's an interesting pick. Yeah, I want I want to shake things up. Oh, okay. I you made me question myself, but no, it's it's not going to go away, Keith. Uh, Hellblade is a Microsoft owned studio it's ninja theory okay the people who did also did a uh bleeding edge yeah, that's one we don't have to recheck out if you if you <laughs> even can i don't even know if you can play that game anymore i thought the servers were down but i think it, i've seen people playing it or mentioning it good for them i think they're just not not patching it at all it's anymore like overwatch but not good <laughs> Uh, that was an unfortunate mess. It really was. I, I, I thought it had decent ideas. Yeah, and I remember kind of just... having some fun with it when we played it. But the difference is in other hero shooters, I can pick those up and play without having friends online and have fun sometimes. But Bleeding Edge, I remember just being like, if I if we weren't playing as a team, it was just not worth playing. Yeah, if if yeah, if your whole team was not there and you're doing a four v five. You are like guaranteed to lose. Oh, that too. So, that was a game that was very much like if you don't have a squad, you're just—it's not that fun. But yeah, I—I I, I remember Liz didn't like Hellblade, so I thought you were the same one who didn't care for it. I forgot that you really liked it. I did. I actually surprisingly did. Because I remember Liz. I—it still makes me laugh of your comment of. Nobody told me like because the game has interesting audio of like people talking behind you. You're like, I never thought about how annoying it would be to be like have psychosis. Yeah, because I mentioned when we were doing this that my my brother is paranoid schizophrenic, and yeah. like I 
always thought about like how scary it'd be to hear voices, but not how flipping annoying. <laughs> I wouldn't think, I don't know how, I don't know how people handle it, you know? I can just imagine like Liz, like if she ever did develop psychosis, she'd just be like, gosh, shut up, people. Like My own thoughts are enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Too many people in here. Hi, Liz. See, like I'm, I, I'm second guessing it, but because there's so many games in my runarounds, which I know we'll go over, but for some reason, I felt compelled to put Psychonauts two in my. That was the other one I was gonna put. I was gonna put both Psychonauts one and two. I didn't play the first one, but the second one, I mean, Jack Black's in it first of all. Yeah, but there's just so much cool stuff with this game like the characters yeah. and the music the story and for me it was just some some good fun you know oh yes lighthearted, and i just really well i, really I would say the story gets goes to some dark places but oh that's true i feel like i don't remember good. it as well i don't think i finished it maybe that's why i also did i finish it i don't think you did i think that was a game once again you were like an hour left to play. I always, if I'm really enjoying a game, I like to take my time and then I don't go back to it. Yeah. I don't go back to games. But I, I will absolutely 100% okay, so I'm glad agree that with you. I was second guessing it. Because I, I was going to mention both Psychonauts 1 and 2. So Psychonauts 1 is an Xbox original game. So graphically, it's very outdated. But I will say gameplay wise and story wise, it still holds up very well. But that being said, if you are someone who's uh, the graphics and stuff, it's just too old. You can play Psychonauts two and not play the first one. I didn't feel like I was missing out. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's- it does a very good recap on when you play Psychonauts two because I mean it's quite a bit of years between the games, but they do a very good job recapping Psychonauts one. But like I said, I do highly recommend Psychonauts one. The story in the Psychonauts one alone, because it's a double fine game. Anyone who knows double fine games, they're they're full of great characters, good humor well-written they're just really fun games and yeah psychonauts the first one just does not skip a beat with that but yeah psychonauts 2 i was afraid they would not capture the magic but they absolutely did and i remember that that was the kind of the game that kind of started us actually no it was the other double fine game of brutal legends where we started talking about like how could jack black improve this game oh, yeah. yeah jack black was great in psychonauts 2 wasn't he in the first one or was he- uh, no, he was not in the first one. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, it definitely would have been Brutal Legends in our first Jack Black yeah. special. Well, because yep. I think it might have also started with Terry Crews at some point, too. Because he's another one that could improve most <laughs> oh, of it. Because we yeah. did Crackdown. Yeah. Crackdown 3, which uh, was unfortunately not that great of a game. Yeah. Another I promised also... beauty from Xbox. Sorry, Liz, I cut you I This is a game that it's not my top pick, but I'm really surprised that I've been enjoying it again. So I randomly had a hankering for Cheez-Its and I decided to buy some Cheez-Its and had a picture of Minecraft on the back. And uh, my daughter immediately knew that it was a game. She was like, I want to play that. Like she just looked at the picture and knew like it was a game. Which is wild. It's not even an impressive picture. It literally shows Steve, a creeper in a building. Yeah. And she was like, I want to play this. It's like, okay. So we put on the creative mode and we started playing it. And it is crazy addictive. And I also find myself because wherever I am in the world with my daughter, she's seeing what I'm doing and wants to de- either destroy it or change it or yeah. do something. And I'm trying to build like, you know, what I want. <laughs> and 
<laughs> so it's like, okay, do you know what? She's already done her thing to this. So I'll just, you know, keep playing it. And then I'll just do my own thing after. So like I find my own little area and then she, like I start building it. And then she's like, oh, I want to go there. And I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> like I just. <laughs> I love watching I think I'm always too like, I'm, I'm, I'm too like set in my ways yep. to like really enjoy somebody like and then also like sometimes i'll, I'll start putting like something there and she's like no like that like <laughs> she doesn't think it looks good i'm just like <sighs> you know it, it was funny watching because you like for me you were building a greenhouse and you were almost done and then like your sister called you started talking on the phone and i see just piper come in and she starts destroying all the glass in the greenhouse and changing it with <sighs> a different color your face sunk yeah just like, mm. she'll put like lava and yep. like waterfalls in there and like she learned how to do that real quick <laughs> <laughs> and then she like wants like the bats in the house but then the bats break the walls and then she's like oh i want to break that and put new walls and it just like you know it's 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 fun but then i'm also like i kind of want to go to the, the original with like the creepers Survival, and stuff yeah. yeah i haven't had a chance to do that i don't think she would she didn't like that. She wanted no. to put she her in her place, basically. Like, no. Yeah, you think yep. it's fun to just destroy stuff? Look what happens when you destroy stuff. The <laughs> creepers are going to come in. And then what are we going to do? Because now we don't have walls. Thanks a lot. But yeah, I wasn't going to put Life that lessons. in like any of my top playing ones. But now that I've gone back to it, I'm like, do you know what? It actually was kind of fun. But yeah. But yeah, we should go into our... I mean, should we just like... Go take turns listing our you know runner up some, some quicks runner ups going on. Um, so my quick runner up I'm gonna do because I always I wanted my list to be games that are still currently on Game Pass. So the ones I said you can still play right now, but I'm gonna do now an honorable mention that is no longer on Game Pass, but I thought it is a ton of fun and I still miss it. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but that is Rift Breaker. Rift Breaker is a top down uh, turret defense base builder action rpg where you are playing a girl inside a mech who has gone to an alien planet and your goal is to try to make this planet habitable and try to build a portal so people from earth can come to this planet the story itself is okay because you know it's kind of like interesting of you know should humans come to this planet and just ruin it and colonize it and basically ruin the natural beauty of it but the story kind of gets swept to the side at the end. What I loved about Riftbreaker is like you have a central base that just starts as this measly little plot of land, but you just keep building it and building it and building it. And by the end of the game, it is just massive building. You have like 20 layers of walls because you keep growing this base and it just becomes this big amalgamation of a base. And I, I just thought it was super cool. The actual like melee combat I thought was really generic, but the turret defense and the base building I thought was a ton of fun. They were supposed to come out with a co-op mode, which I don't think they have, but they have some DLC, which I haven't bought yet, but I actually probably will pick it up because I really want to play that game again. Um, so for doing honorable mention on Game Pass, I think it's got to go to a recent play because it still has just been stealing so much of my time. It's got to be Vampire Survivors. It, it's, it's, again, <laughs> probably not a very hot take, but it's a roguelike, so you get you finally get that from me. And but this is your only roguelike. Well, I mean, it's an honorable mention. I, mean, I guess basically all my I could pick a bunch of roguelikes. Vampire Survivors, I think, is probably the best one outside of Hades that I think is still on Game Pass. Uh, it's just, I'll, I'll, uh, I don't know what's still on Game Pass, but I feel like there's a lot of roguelikes. That there, you, oh yeah, there's I, there's plenty of good ones. I just I, I 
and I think just in in its simplistic form, Vampire Survivors, it's not like the most fleshed out, like deep um, roguelike. Like I like I as I look through, just I'm I'm honestly just scanning through the list because I can think of most of them. But like Moonlighter was one that had so much more aspect to it. It's tons of fun. It's a better roguelike in that aspect, but for I just think the the just re-rollability of it, Vampire Survivors are so perfect because it is also playable I... on mobile and it's also just every bit as good on mobile. But my other one that I think would be an actual better roguelike in terms of everything is Gunfire Reborn. That one has oh. everything. So I... Yeah, I thought for sure... Sorry to cut you off. I thought for sure you were going to pick Atomic Crops. Well, th- if I'm going with one that's not um... on Game Pass, yes. I would... I, I, I haven't bought it, but... If I was gonna buy a game, I would buy Atomic Crops because that game was. You bought the thought, DLC. Didn't you love Dead Cells too? Dead Cells, I really loved, but the more I've played other ones, like Dead Cells is just so stinking hard. Which, for the record, yeah. they have a fantastic like accessibility settings menu where you can make it so much easier and manageable to play to the point where I think you're like invincible. Um, but I just, I Dead Cells, it's still a very good game. But yeah, I think. Recently, Vampire Survivors and Gunfire Reborn are Gunfire Reborn just is a ton of fun. Both great co-op games. Such too. good roguelikes. Yeah, Gunfire Reborn is a better overall product in the aspect of it has you know like just deep skill trees and different characters and all of these different aspects to it. Um, but man, Vampire Survivors is just so easy to pick up and play. And it's and if you're playing on a Series S or X, it actually works great on quick resume. So it's a great pickup and put down at a moment's notice type of game. So it's tons of fun, and you can put it in the hands of like a four year old. And I don't know, it, worst case they die and, and they just start over. But it's it's easy to just move a, a, a trigger around. That's a good point. And that game that game was really fun. Wait, do you guys just have one? <laughs> do as much as you want okay Liz. let me just let me just Spit throw it down. out there um i'll do the first two that are not on game pass but obviously we're on game pass, game, game pass. Go, go <laughs> i'm so fancy now i didn't get too excited <laughs> when you get excited you get fancy <laughs> that was embarrassing i just like, imagine oh. you getting pulled over by the cops oh lord <laughs> me would you like my registration <laughs> Do you want knock on wood? That hasn't happened to me yet. I'm um I'll I'll probably cry. <laughs> I never thought I'd be that type of person, but like I just like would just feel terrible. Yeah. Like because I obviously did something wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I'm so embarrassed now. Uh Operencia. Uh, that was, that was a really such good a good one. That is a game that like I would love to replay that and I think it would hundred percent be worth the money. And that was one of the the beginner games that we did. Yeah, Operator was really cool. It was like this first person like dungeon diver with a fantastic story about like Turkish mythology. And then it was also a turn-based RPG. It was really cool. 100% that almost made the top four. And yeah. then, um, oh, there's two that aren't on Game Pass. Um, the Witcher 3. Ah, um, that was really... I, I wanted yeah. to pick that, but I was like, that's a big IP. So I avoided picking yep. that. And then um, I want to play Graveyard Keeper again to see if it was worth... I wasn't sure if it was one of those games that... I mean, musically, I really did love it, but I wasn't sure if I liked it as much as I remember or if it was just like... I just felt like poking Keith, you know? <laughs> I think I did love it as much as I I let on. And I, I think I really want to play that again. 
But then, oh my gosh, there's another one that's on Game Pass. Um, Alan Wake, of course. Yes. Love. And Alan Wake 2 just got announced. It's coming out this fall. And the side character was my favorite. I thought Alan Wake was kind of a jerk. Um, but the side the side character, the what was his name? With Barry. The Barry. Barry. Um, <laughs> and it's interesting because there's like some stealth elements with like the, the flashlight. What kind of stealth? Um, yeah. It was another kind of one of those horror, not quite, just more creepy. Yeah. That's but good. on Game Pass, I mean, of course, Halo. Come on. Like, wow. where have you been? Um, Quantum Break. Oh, my gosh. I love that. These are the games that I I probably like the most. And that I, this is like. <sighs> Quantum Break. I think I looked it up and it's still on there. Okay. Yeah. No, no, you're wrong. right. It, it left Game Pass for a month. Yeah. Because there was licensing issues that it like had to be taken off for a month. It was something weird. But it, I think it is back. Wolfenstein, The New Order. Oh, Another I was going to put that on my one. list because I'm like, this is kind of a big IP. I was like, but people really need to play Wolfenstein. It is a really good game. Mass Effect. Ma- Come oh. on. You got to love it. You got to love I, it. I, people who have been listening to this know that's one of my all-time favorite games. But once again, big IP. So that's why I didn't pick it. And um, two more. Um, there is uh, Yakuza 0 if you want to go buck wild. That, I was really surprised how much I liked that game. All yeah. of us actually really loved that game. And that's why like, I had to put it on here because it, it surprised me so much. And then I'm kind of sick of it because I probably put in more hours than anybody on the planet, uh, Stardew Valley. <laughs> it's like, again, if you have um, a significant other that doesn't really like games, this is a game that is just like, it is the perfect entry level, um, so much fun. It's disgusting how many hours I put into it. And now I feel like I could just like not play it for probably another like five, 10 years. I was, um, I was tempted to see if our daughter would play it. I mean, she's three years old, but then I was thinking like, Ooh, if she figures out how to destroy your crops. I was like, you, you would be so mad. But there's, yeah, that, no, that's very true. No, no. Cause like, I mean, I feel like it's really easy to kind of catch. Like I also wouldn't care if I miss things and stuff because I've played it. I've already, I've yeah. already won like the, the, the different things and like the town and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't care if she ruined anything um but there's some games that were i'm flipping through and i'm just like banner saga like there's different ones that i was just banner like saga, i love that game are so good that like aren't at the level of like you know quantum break but you know uh, <laughs> sean ashmore but this I mean, is on. why it was so hard to pick yeah. because there's so many good games that um were on game pass on. Quest i don't think it's on there anymore i i was gonna put that as my honorable mention I thought about that uh, no longer on game pass yeah dragon quest builders 2 I so loved that game. We had one listener. I cannot who, believe how good that was. Put in what over a hundred hours and completed it. Thousand, right? Yeah, yeah. He sent us a picture that he hundred percent of that That's, game, which is awesome. That is impressive. I still can't believe that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a good game though. That's a, that's a shame. I I would like for them to make a new one of those. I would too, but I mean, if they do, there's rumor that Sony is going to buy Square Enix. Oh. Well. So if there's going to be another one, it'll probably be PlayStation exclusive. Which I'm curious if Sony is trying to buy Square Enix, if uh, it's going to get locked up in the, the courts like Microsoft buying Activision right now. I highly doubt it. It's going to be something that literally just gets signed the next day and everything is just perfectly fine if Sony does it. But anyway, that's a discussion for another episode. I think we're going to wrap it up here because, you know, there's there's a ton of more games we could end up going over, but... We figured we'd just do this for kind of a quick snippet. Like I said, I doubt a lot of you people have listened to all of our 200 plus episodes of all these games. So yeah, definitely check out some of the games we listed here. Really some good gems. I know, you know, it's been kind of a rough month with May, but there's plenty still on Game Pass. Trust me, there's some great games here. 
But uh, if you have any game suggestions, please, uh, you can reach out to us. Uh, easiest way, go to GamePassGrabBag.com, and you will be brought to uh, all our links and our email address. So uh, feel free to recommend anything. Um, I will say, we've been getting a lot of requests for games that aren't on Game Pass, uh, and which we're not against doing. Uh, we just, we're not making a lot of money with this podcast, so we don't want to buy a lot spending. of money, like zero money, yeah. zero dollars. <laughs> so it's a little bit difficult for us. Uh, so please, we recommend that you recommend games that are in Game Pass. Uh, we might start doing some as a Patreon episodes for games that aren't on Game Pass, but we're still kind of figuring out what that's, we want to do. Yeah, that's a future thing. We're not, we're not doing it right now. So yeah. No. So if you could, please recommend games that are in Game Pass for us. But uh, I've been your hardcore gamers host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. I've been Keith. And in the meantime, if you want to see pictures of Andrew's feet, just send me an email um, or just message me on Twitter. I'll, I'll get you those. Um, and <laughs> My feet? Did, wait, did I have it up on the camera? <laughs> no. I was, did you really? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say I have nail polish on my feet <laughs> right now. We were talking it. about Patreon. It was a, a feet pictures joke. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I literally was like scratching nail polish off earlier. I thought you took a picture. Your foot was up there. I really thought that you had taken so, um, something. So, so that's what that was. Um, and then otherwise, uh, soccer stories. Uh, I'm editing that up. <laughs> I'm Liz Noob, Gamer Tech. Come on, I'm Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob, Busy W. And everyone, we love you all. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Hey.